Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to 98% Aggie. This is Cuppy Cup, and today I'm joined by Cool Hand Lucas, who's going to help me co-host this interview. We are very, very honored to welcome Jay Arnold to the podcast today. Jay, as you probably know, played defensive tackle and defensive end for Texas A&M in 2013 and 2014. He's a fan of MMA, classic rock, country music, and he's just kind of an all-around cool guy on social media. So we're very pleased to have you with us today. Let's go ahead and welcome Jay Arnold. Extremely honored. Extremely honored to be on the show. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and jump right into the interview. And uh, since, since I like to take some of the burden off myself as the host, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it to Cool Hand to at, go ahead and, uh, and ask Jay the first question. Well, Jay, first off, thanks a lot for um, you know, your article that you posted the other day about uh, the recruiting process and everything. Uh, I know I really enjoyed it. I believe uh, everybody who read it really enjoyed it. Gave us a, a lot of insight. You know, I can tell that you're probably pulling a few punches because you, you know you're probably still on scholarship and you definitely don't want to get in trouble with the powers that be. So I won't push you too hard to anything. But uh, I mean, would you humor us with like one uh, story that you didn't disclose there? I mean, you don't have to name names, but you know, something creepy or something funny from uh, just from recruiting in general or stories or. Yeah, just I guess you can probably start with probably like what early on, like what was the who was the first like creepy person to come up and talk to you? What did they say? It, it was in person. It really wasn't as as big of a deal. I would say the Twitter is where it gets kind of creepy. To be honest, it's probably good bull hunting, right? That was the yeah. the real yeah. creepy encounter. <laughs> yeah. Definitely no. Uh, <laughs> I just I can't stress enough that I wish people understood that it's. Sometimes you probably shouldn't tweet recruits. Yeah, never tweet recruits. It's a motto yeah. to live by. I mean, I think people lose sight of unless it. unless you have a sick at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah. I, I probably tweeted recruits more uh, four years ago than I do today. Once I kind of saw how. Uh, at first, my thought was that as long as you're tweeting positive things, it's okay. But then. I decided that everyone else sees you tweeting recruits and then they feel like it's okay to tweet them anything, which yeah. is when it starts to get really negative and creepy in a hurry when you're dealing with a, a large fan base. Yeah. It, it becomes that crowd mentality where people think they can just say anything. And then eventually they ask you to start writing for their blog and appear on their, their radio shows. Right. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess the next question is, I mean, what is it like to be with the team? What's it like to travel? Like, for instance, what's it really like to walk out there on Kyle Field on game day knowing you're going get, to get to play? Uh, the walk out to Kyle Field is one of the most intense but most exciting things that you'll ever experience. That, like, hundreds of thousands of people screaming. Uh, it's so loud. Hearing power go on, I, that, that feeling just sticks with you. 
yeah. as far as traveling with the team goes, uh, going to see all the different stadiums and everything is, is really, really exciting. I will say that uh, some of the flights get a little bit cramped <laughs> when you have a <laughs> bunch of big guys on the football team on in on the plane. So some yeah, of those weren't great, but yeah. <laughs> some of those weren't great. But overall, I couldn't complain about it too much because it was, it was just an honor to be able to get to do that. And again, like you know, step inside the locker room, like we always like to hear stories about like who's funny and who's not. Um, but I'll, I'll, I won't I won't make you name any names. Uh, well, actually, I will make you name a name here. Is there anybody on the team now that you're, you you were teammates with that you think is really underrated, like that nobody's even paying attention to? As far as humor, or as far as actual ability, as actual actual ability. I'm trying to think. He kind of left turned you there, right? He was like, yeah, he's yeah, the funniest yeah. person on the team. Actually, who's the best football player? <laughs> that's, was, that's what happens when you're being a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Got to distract him and then go in for the kill. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's tough to say. Dolezal didn't get near enough credit. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Bryce he had Dolezal. the longest run last year for him. Yeah, exactly. Real shifty guy. It sucked going against him uh, whenever we were working against each other, a scout team or whatever. Uh, he's he's a guy you can't really uh, pin down easy. Are there are there guys on the current team that you're you're still close with from from your time playing? Yeah, uh, actually, I was supposed to go out for Deshaun's Hall. Hall had his birthday yesterday. Had a test this morning though, so I didn't get to go out for that. Uh, that was kind of disappointing. I still keep up with all the guys on the D line. Also, the show prep was probably pretty time-consuming for you, yeah, right? Yeah, I had to. I had to make sure to get ready for any crazy off-the-wall questions. Cool hand <laughs> might ask me. And Jay, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I added you to the Good Bull Hunting masthead, which is where you kind of list all of the official editors and authors of the site. I don't know if uh, if this is something you were you wanted, but you are like it or not, you're now a Good Bull Hunting <laughs> author. Um, Love it. Now that, now that you wrote a great story for us, I think it was actually the um, the highest traffic story of the week. So that's that's pretty good for uh, for your first crack at it. So that was really cool. Sweet. So it can only go down from here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're very well remembered for your Chick Fil A bowl performance. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? And I, I must warn you, I ask a lot of talk about questions, which I know journalists make fun of, but um, I don't I don't really want to be a journalist. So this this is my my talk about question for you. Yeah, talking about it's more fun anyway. You don't want to get too direct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Chick-fil-A bowl game was was crazy experience for me. Uh, I didn't even know I was going to end up starting that game until literally right before opening kickoff. Gavin Stansbury, had, he was supposed to be the one starting that game, and he was dealing with a foot issue. And so that's why I ended up starting. So I, I wasn't prepared at all. I uh, came out there. Well, I, I mean, I was prepared. I just wasn't prepared to be a starter at that point. Uh, I went out there, uh, and I've never been more tired after a game. I remember after, uh, Nate got that last interception, just walking over to the sideline and laying down on the bench. I've never had a more intense game in my life. Just the heartbeat heart was beating out of my chest. Just everything about that game was just crazy. Yeah, I was at the game and I got, I got, one big memory I have is that you chasing one of the runners, Duke runners down like 40 yards to catch him downfield. Um, I thought that was an incredible play. I think all of us did. But one thing I really noticed, I was at the game as an officially credentialed media member. It's fantastic. Yeah, they won't make that mistake again. 
So after that game, did you have a little more cachet when you went to Northgate, or uh, did you did you notice any uh, additional stardom? Not really. No, I didn't. No, you were already kind of Twitter famous by then, so maybe that uh, <laughs> kind of diminished the the incremental Im- impact there. Yeah. Well, one thing I noticed, like after that game, was the size of Coach Someone's uh, finger. Like he'd punch something or something like that. I mean, like I know that the atmosphere during the halftime during that game had to be pretty intense with the way the first half went. I didn't see him hit anything during halftime. I'm assuming that the finger was probably just messed up from playing days. Uh, any anything on defense where you have to kind of strike separate, your hands are going to get really messed up. My fingers are kind of misshapen myself from playing D line. The speech at halftime was was pretty intense. And I think that intensity transferred onto the field after that. So I always wonder about that because I know, like, you know, you, you've been an athlete pretty, I guess, has to be pretty much all your life and gone to a level that most of us can't reach. But, you know, even as look back as far as like Little League and Junior High, we've all heard those coaches give those halftime speeches and most of them are the same. So does that, does that ever get tired for the players? Like, do you, does it take something extra or, you know? I mean, it's, you, yeah, you kind of get used to it. It, it kind of definitely becomes a numbing effect at some point. Like no matter what sport you're in, hearing those speeches, basketball at halftime, football at halftime, hockey at intermission. I imagine all the speeches are pretty routine. You don't you don't get uh, the uh, the miracle on ice speech, you know, every day. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be something special. I'd love to see a coach just quote a speech from a movie word for word and see if anybody in the in the locker room notices it jay enter, entertain me for a minute as i as i try to uh give myself clickbait material for this uh this recorded post can you can you tell us what it was like to play with johnny as a defensive player did you have a whole lot of interaction with him i know during during uh fall camp whenever we had uh Whenever we had to uh, work against him in practice, we we do what was called fast start, and we work against the ones against ones. I can tell you that trying to contain Johnny is probably one of my worst memories of college. <laughs> sure, I can imagine. But, oh, uh, we had yeah. a we had a caller, and they got tired of holding. That's so disappointing. But uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. <laughs> I think I was about done anyway. Jay, your uh, your taste in music is you, you have kind of an old taste because I noticed that uh, I'm probably at least 10, 15 years older than you. And, and we like a lot of the same music. So kind of did you did you just grow up listening to classic rock or did you develop this taste over time? I, I've just kind of always listened to a little bit of everything. I kind of grown up. I mean, my my dad raised me on some of the older country music. Uh, that's where I kind of got my love of Marty Robbins from. But yeah, I've just always kind of listened to everything. So what, give us give us a recommendation. So we're uh, we're crafting our Spotify playlist and our our call our our walk up music. Give us uh, an artist to uh, to go ahead and add on there. Uh, I'm trying to think. That's put me on the spot. This is the toughest question I've had all. Uh, all I know because so music something you take seriously, right? So I uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a caller now. Maybe you get saved by the bell here. So yeah, let's, let's, let's take that's the call. A good walkout song, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we have a caller on the line. Go ahead. Give us your, your name if you're willing and, and where you're from. And then go ahead with your question. Hey, is Jay on there still? I'm trying to listen on the phone. I can't hear. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, yeah, Jay's still, still with us. 
All right, two two quick comments for Jay. First of all, I loved watching him play. I, I was hoping he was going to be our own Jared Allen, you know, the next big thing, uh, mainly because he played the end was, and was white and crazy, and I loved him. And uh, <laughs> second of all, I'm still kind of pissed at him for letting me spend $35 at Fuego last weekend, but I love him, and I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. All right, send me a spot. See you next weekend. Take care. All right, take care. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah, I guess he, there's no question there, right? But what, good he, what, he didn't, what he didn't mention was the walk to Fuego from <laughs> yeah. Northgate. Oh, you walked from Northgate. That's a that's a good hike. I think I've walked to Taco Cabana from Northgate. That was my uh, my longest journey. But they're pretty pretty close to one another, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> how did uh, how did Jay Jam Boogie come about? I can't remember who it was that basically told me that I needed to do that as a SAG celebration and I just agreed to do it. There's probably already a a GIF of that out there, but, uh, but if not, I I think I need to make one so we can use that in the upcoming, uh, upcoming season. Yeah. It's, it's somewhere on uh, one of the posts, but it was, I know it was too long for me to save on my phone. Right. So Jay, your, your career at A&M ended due to shoulder injuries. Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. So are you still able to do the, the MMA stuff? So you were kind of into into fighting even long before you uh, you entered Texas A&M, right? So is there is there some kind of future there for you? Uh, so I've just kind of started to get back into it, completed my rehab and everything. It was a super long rehab for the surgery. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the reason I can kind of still do that is uh, the, the thing that was a big strain on the shoulder was the constant pushing against people. So when I'm trying to push across on a 300-pound lineman, the shoulder wasn't holding up as well. Uh, And with MMA, it's a lot more pulling as opposed to pushing. Right. And for whatever reason, the way my shoulder was, it it just, it holds up better. I said right as though I've ever even been in a physical altercation. But... uh... (laughs) But that good, that's good to know because, um, yeah, shoulder injuries are kind of funny. I, I had a, uh, a slap repair on a torn labrum and uh, I just, I can't really do anything overhanded, but I can, uh, I can bowl, which is, which is really all you need to be able to do in this world. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think Cup was relaying me a story uh, yesterday about how he, uh, faulted right before we scored a, a three world, the perfect game. He faulted on the last frame and I had to tell him that he just didn't want it bad enough. <laughs> like all the players, you know. So. Right. So I was, I was actually thinking after we were having this conversation on Twitter, and I was thinking about what my life would be like if people, if a people cared about bowling, and b if I was doing that in some kind of official capacity for Texas A and M, had the first eleven strikes and then fouled on the twelfth shot, people would have just destroyed me on uh, yeah. on social media. We would have had to fire the bowl. We'd had to fire the bowling coach. Definitely. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fire the bowling coach is, uh, so how's your, how's your social media interaction with Aggies now that you're, now that you're done playing Jay, has it improved? Uh, yours was always pretty good though. Right. Cause you you keep it pretty light. I try to stay out of like controversial stuff, but yeah, there's a, there's a couple times during games where one or two people would tweet something upsetting about the game. <laughs> Sure. But yeah, for the most part now, I I don't really have anything negative. Mostly it's my friends making fun of me, if anything at all. 
Hey, uh, what do you think about this year's team? Do you think, I mean, I know I saw, you know, Coach Summer said that, you know, he's happy with everybody thinking we're going to be bad. I don't think we're going to be bad. You know, I'd rather be underrated. What's your outlook for this year? I mean, obviously there's some, there's some things that we have questions about. Uh, I, I'm really excited about this team. I think they're going to do great. The D line is going to be incredible. Uh, Trevor Knight is an outstanding leader, and I think he's going to do some great things in this offense. I'm really excited about the new offensive coordinator. I think Coach Mazzone is going to going to do a great job as well. That defense is really going to surprise some people. Obviously, the D line is going to be incredible, but I think the defense as a whole. I mean, you got Armani Watts coming back. We're going to take a lot of people by surprise. I think people expect us to be decent. I don't think they expect us to be as good as I think we're going to be. Yeah, I think Vegas has us at six wins, which. To me, it's it, it might be the first year ever that I want to take the over because I'm an eternal pessimist. Um, but it, it gets us every time. Yes, I do. I do. And we'll, we'll do our predictions later this summer. And uh, I'm sure everyone will be frustrated with me again. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, are you following the uh, the Munch Madness contest on Good Bull Hunting by any um, chance? I'm following it very closely. The, so since you're you're younger than than us and many of our readers, uh, what what are your favorite haunts in College Station? Where do you where do you like to grab a bite? Uh, Mad Taco is a big one. I was really happy to see Mad Taco on the bracket this year. They just missed it last year. Yeah, uh, they were they, they were come two, out. they opened two weeks I think after Munch Madness ended. So yeah. that was yeah. Uh, I like uh, I I always mess up how to pronounce it, but it's Cruz or Kreitz or whatever the barbecue place is in Bryan. Oh, they missed the bracket. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good barbecue. Obviously Fargo's too. I'm just a huge barbecue guy. Yeah. Fargo's is uh, good. Blackwater draw brunch is a great one. The brunch at Blackwater draw is incredible. Really everything good is good there, but I usually go for brunch. I'm biased toward Blackwater Draw because every time uh, they're in the vote, they're constantly tweeting it out and like promoting it on the chalkboards in the restaurants. So they're uh, they're a friend of the site. So um, so I'm hoping they they they've already pulled a couple upsets as a ten seed. So hopefully that'll continue. Yeah, it's going to be tough against Hullabaloo Diner, though. Oh yeah, to pull that yeah. one off. Yeah, it's the it's the Guy Fieri effect. I think is yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi in the bowl. chat accused me of stuffing the ballot, probably talking about Lane's chicken fingers, which won last <laughs> year and, and seems to be a heavy favorite again this year. But, you know, if, if you don't want Lane's to win, you're going to have to rally your friends and family or uh, programming friends to, to make that not happen. <laughs> get a bot going. <laughs> yeah, you got to talk to Telcoag, I think, to get to uh, to get that one to work out in your favor. We're only there. Lane's is the only restaurant they know. None of the new restaurants were there. Yeah, it's like Lane's and the Dixie Chicken, and and then they've never heard of any of the other restaurants aside from the chains like Whataburger and Chick Fil A. That's going to be an interesting matchup. Oh uh, yeah, Whataburger and Chick Fil A. Yeah, that uh, that's going on today. Uh, I believe last time I checked, Whataburger had a pretty good lead. So Jay, what's the uh, what is the weird quasi celebrity moment that you've had? I guess where. I guess somebody came up and approached you and said, like, hey, I know you play for A&M. What's going on? I know I, cause I, I, know I embarrassed my fiancé at the LSU game in 2013 when I spotted you. Of course, I was inebriated. And I was like, I saw that guy. <laughs> well, that's, all, that's the only way to go to a game at LSU, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say just probably Northgate interactions sometimes. It's it's just kind of weird. It's like, only weird till they it's, buy you a drink, though, right? Well, no, it's only weird whenever like 
really it's not that big of a deal to me, but it's weird whenever like the people I'm with start making fun of me for it afterwards. Oh, I see. Yeah. It, it, you get hit with the, Oh, see you're big time now. huh? <laughs> All those comments. Sure. Oh, look, yeah. we have, we have a caller. We are, this is a, this is our lucky moment here. So uh caller, if you want to share your name with us, if not, that's fine too. And, uh, and where you're from. And then if you have a question or comment for Jay, go ahead with it. Yeah, this is Whoopi Justice. Uh, just wanted to call in and ask Jay if Waffle House was in consultation, would it win the Munch Madness practice? I don't. I don't think it would win. I think it would put up a real a real fight. There's just so many good places in College Station now. I, we definitely need a Waffle House, though. Yeah, that that chains region is going to be hard to get out of. I think Waffle House would have a tough time against Whataburger, Torchies, and Chick Fil A, uh, getting out of the chains region. Although we're so biased toward Waffle House after all this that I'd probably just give them their own region and auto advance <laughs> them to the final four. So, but, but we'll see. Really have to get on the tournament committee for that, <laughs> right? Well, I guess technically, since they sent us the waffle batter, we we have enjoyed Waffle House and College Station, just just not in a franchise capacity. Did you have anything else, Justice? Yeah, which Good Bull Hunting author is going to work at Waffle House for two years to be able to franchise one in College Station? I think Jay Arnold. I'd be willing to take one for the team for that. That would be that'd be phenomenal. I think that uh, I feel like I'd get some great stories out of that, too. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. And we'd, we'd probably get better patronage, too. Right. Instead of a blogger opening a restaurant, we have a former football player opening a restaurant. I think that's pretty cool. And and Jay, you're at May's business school, right? So you have the chops to uh, to run a Waffle House, I imagine. Absolutely. Just got out of finance. I'm pretty sure I could take care of everything. Hopefully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Justice. Unless you had a, a third a third part to your call. I'm trying to think of one, but I don't. Thanks, guys. Okay. That, that's cool. Thank you Bye. for calling in. Appreciate it. So Jay, what is it when you graduate from, from AM, what is it you see yourself doing? We we at Good Bull Hunting usually aspire to be welders. Um we've we've gone through this many times on the bullcast, but we decided that was the uh kind of peak career for everybody. Um, but we, we just don't have the balls to do it. So what, so what are you looking to do after college? I would like to be hopefully. a lumberjack. Hopefully. A lumberjack? Yeah. You, hopefully. Yeah. That's okay. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and you've definitely got the facial hair going for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you still have that? Are you still rocking the beard? I'm bringing it back right now. It's in the process of coming back in. Okay, good. So yeah, you don't want it to get really thick until the, the weather starts cooling down a little bit, right? Right. Yeah. Got to keep it trim <laughs> for the summer. Right, right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I guess we can start wrapping up um, unless unless the, the phone lines start lighting up here. Um, cool Hand, did you have any, any closing questions or remarks? I guess the only other question I have is if you could give like any media member or Twitter personality like a, a Stone Cold Stunner, like a, who would it be? Why is it Clay Travis? Catch. Catch. <laughs> yeah. Easy. That's easy. <laughs> I was probably a little too enthusiastic with that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you look out there like sometimes when you see people like you know tweeting stuff or like you know posting stuff saying that they have sources and just say like you know that's completely just full of full of crap? Like, did you know that's not true? Does that really drive you crazy? Yeah, uh, there's times when it just drives me insane. <laughs> 
All right, we we have one final caller. Let's take this call and then we'll go ahead and wrap up the uh, wrap up the show. So, caller, if you'd like to share your name, go ahead and give that to us uh, along with your location and your question or comment for Jay. Hey guys, this is RTB, and I'm sitting at work. Oh gosh. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Robert? Oh, it's going great. How about y'all? Oh, pretty good. Doing well. All right, Jay, um, and apologize if it has already been asked in some capacity as I jumped on here a bit late, but I was going to ask, what is your favorite thing about not being a player anymore, and what is the one thing that you missed the most about not being a player? Uh, I would say both of them involve game day. My favorite thing about not being a player anymore is being able to tailgate. Uh, but my the thing I miss most about playing would probably just be the camaraderie and the, the locker room before games, just everybody getting in their zone, getting ready to take the field. I hung up on RCB, by the way, so we no longer have to address him. The, um, <laughs> but I did, I did add another, uh, another caller onto the line. Hello, new caller. If you want to state your, your name and your location, ask, go ahead with your question for Jay. Hi, I am Samantha in College Station, and I was just wondering if Jay had a girlfriend and what he was looking for in a girl. All right, now we're getting somewhere. Uh, I do not have a girlfriend at the moment. Uh, as far as what I'm looking for in a girl, uh, someone with good taste in music, uh, good sense of humor and someone that likes hockey. So those are the three key criteria. That's gotta be like a tiny sample of women in the state of Texas, right? Right. With the, with the hockey fandom. I'm sure sure plenty of girls like Darius Rucker. I mean, it's it's, (laughs) Yeah, Cool Hand actually tried to coax me into adding the Darius Rucker version of Wagon Wheel as your walk-up music, Jay. But I, uh, I, I, I probably I resisted. would have hung up if that happened. <laughs> that was that was my fear. That was my fear. So uh, thanks, Samantha. Did you have any follow-ups to that? No, that's it. Thank you. Okay, thank you. And Jay, I have her phone number now. So um, <laughs> if you want me to DM that to you after we're done with the show, uh, probably breaking some kind of law by doing that. Probably. But I do have it. So, all right, well, let's let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Um, we're we're going to get weirder later tonight on the Bullcast. Um, Looking forward so, to it. So if you're listening yeah. and you want to come back at 930, if you're not aware, the Bullcast is kind of our uh, our vulgar and irreverent podcast. And Jay's going to join us for that tonight. We'll probably try to get some calls in for that show as well. Um, but but it, it it's it's surely going to get going to get much weirder than than we did today. So um, so thanks again, Jay, um, you know, for uh, for being on the show, for being a, a great player for A&M and also for for writing a pretty killer article for uh, for us at Good Bull Hunting last week. We appreciate what you do. Yeah, and uh, thanks for I guess me. I guess thanks, Cool Hand, as well for uh, yeah. for kind of co-hosting this thing. <laughs> yeah, I'd that here. It was great. <laughs> All right. Thank you.